Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. There's a lot of people in the sports world nowadays athletes, media personalities, bloggers, podcasters, video producers, influencers all with amazing stories to share about how they got to where they are today and where they're going tomorrow. I'm DJ Fluke, and along with my partners, Kate Thompson. I'm sorry, I didn't go to a college that has football teams, so sometimes I space out. And Jillian Fisher. Hey! Oh my gosh, I alerted my pug and he's like, oh no, don't bark, please don't bark. We're here to share those stories in something we like to call StadiumScene.tv's main event. Hey, before we get started, this episode was also recorded as a video, which is available on YouTube via the description of this podcast episode. Otherwise, enjoy the show. All right, welcome to another edition of 10 Minutes with Kate showed up this week. Got the butt ice penguin. You weren't here for that, so it's here. <laughs> Judging you. Everyone's judging me for this. I don't care. So <laughs> we're going to jump right in. Our, our guest today is the co-host of the Stick and Rink podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network covering the Vancouver Canucks and, and all things uh, BC. So please welcome to the show, Elijah Needham. Welcome. Thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be with uh, DJ and Kate right now. Uh, yeah, the, the word co-host it strikes me, I feel like I'm not getting enough credit because there's three of us. We got one producer and the other guy, I swear, he's just weighing us down. So I feel like there should be a word for where like I'm two thirds of the host and <laughs> one third of the host. Majority you know? host. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the party leader. He's just like a constituent or something like that. <laughs> the majority. It's kind of like us. He... <laughs> DJ leads. I just show up occasionally. <laughs> there's something to be said for that, though. That's like star player treatment right there. She, she tells me to shut up when I'm talking too much. I mean, that's 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 kind of how the relationship works. Yeah. Quiet, please. <laughs> you got the sign. <laughs> yeah, that's from a... That's, that's perfect. That's one of those that they hand out at golf tournaments. And when they're, you know, right before they swing, they hold up. Yeah, I bought that for Christmas yeah. last year. It was, a, it was a great gift. It was well worth the... Uh, birthday. Oh, birthday, excuse hey. me. Your, your birthday is like at Thanksgiving. All right, whatever. <laughs> Which is a different holiday than Christmas. <laughs> little separation in there all in the same six not months. so There's much like in canada though no. i've got like a i've got like a full season separation that is true it's so let's get started let's do it we almost deviated before question one that would have been a first so you, like you said you yeah, have right. your, your minority co-host partners your producers how did you all meet and why did you start a podcast together yeah, so down at Stick and Ring Podcast, it's uh, it's myself, Elijah, and then we got my buddy Josh and my other buddy Raffle. 
So uh, the three of us guys were all around the same age. We're like mid twenties. Uh, Raffle, I've actually been friends with for about ten years. We kind of grew up in high school doing One dumb question. stuff together. Sorry, go ahead. Is he really good at raffles? Does I know, he right? Win a he, lot? Does, he, does he just have a little bit more luck than the average person? Unfortunately, yeah. it's just being Polish. That's all it is. Oh. Apparently, it's a common <laughs> name in Poland. I think that's kind of a lame story. I think you should really, really lean into the raffle side, especially like go down to a casino and really like, hey, go. Go half she's with me. My name's Raffle. I'm a lucky guy. Like that's something you'd see in a casino. Yeah, makes a good story. It does. But no, just for him, he's Polish. And I uh funny story, I'm actually trying to learn Polish just so I can like interact with him and his well, his family. He's his he's full English, but his family is like they speak both pretty fluently. So I want to surprise him one day by just like, ha, I know everything you guys are saying. But <laughs> good luck. <laughs> first rabbit hole we went down. But yeah, so me and <laughs> Raph, we've been we've been good friends for 10 years now. Um we're very different personalities. Like he's, he's much, he's a producer for our podcast. So he's much more of the techie guy. And uh, I'm much more of just the fly by the seat of the pants, not really a plan in place for anything I do. Um, so the personality just kind of takes hold for me. And then our buddy, Josh, we met working together <laughs> down for me. It's down there. Yeah. <laughs> for, for uh, Josh, we met working together, I think about four years ago now. And yeah, it's the reason we started a podcast. I would some kind of flying through it here. But um, so we never really dabbled in any kind of broadcasting, any kind of content, any media, anything like that. Um, we just we love hockey um, and we love hockey to the point where we aren't like the we'll get into this later when we talk about our actual show specifically. But we're not like the nerdy sports fans. We don't know the analytics. We're actually the dumb sports fans. Like we're as armchair as it gets. So we actually mesh really well like that. And at the time, uh, spit and chip that's on Barstool is kind of blowing up. And it was just kind of cool hearing that, um, hearing that unfiltered sports talk, but also you can tell by listening to these guys, you didn't need to go to school to learn what they were doing. You didn't need to, to put in a ton of money into this to be able to set up huge, huge systems or rooms or anything. You could just grab a few things, talk to each other, be yourselves. And that was it. Uh, it was a very attractive thing for us. So that's kind of why we started. Paul Bissonette, actually, he's, uh, he's down here, works, yeah. for the, uh, works for the Coyotes. Yeah. So uh, this is where we're going to deviate because I have, I have a lot of questions because I've, I've never actually, you know, obviously the, the Blackhawks banner, there's been a lot of back and forth between the two clubs over the last decade. So I've, I've, I've got a list of questions. We're going to deviate here in a second, but before we get into it, what would a, a new listener, uh, you know, what should they hear or expect to hear when they listen to your show for the first time? Yeah. So I was kind of alluding to it earlier. It was, it, in Vancouver and in hockey, it seems like there's a ton, there's, there's hundreds of hockey podcasts and there's, there's, we, at least I think there's, there's a lot of the same out there. there there's a ton of stats. There's a ton of regurgitated information. Like you'll hear kind of the same storylines with the same key stats. So honestly, we really try and stay away from that. Like we have a joke in our show that it's only facts. And I actually, I'll turn, I'll turn the laptop on because we made some merch here, just like a stick and ring hoodie. And I made my girlfriend put it on the back, the number the number on the jersey is zero and the name is facts because that's a joke that we have in our podcast that we actually have zero facts on there it's just things that we say that we hope you believe <laughs> um so yeah it's that's honestly the style of our show where we we just try and keep it as simple man as possible and as simple person as possible just for, for everyone to kind of relate to what's what's the term they use in in the u.s so it's an alternative facts i guess that's that's our <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's our term we like to use here but yeah it's pretty much the nice well, way of saying fake news pretty much <laughs> pretty much yeah uh but 
you know, the, the Canucks have obviously come close mm-hmm. several times. I, I'm, I'm curious as, as a Canucks fan, what's your opinion or what's the fan base's general opinion of the legacy of Roberto Luongo? Interesting. He, it, 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 it's like he was obviously a great player who just never quite made it, um, you know, ne- made it to the top. Is it his fault? Is is that, you know, how, how does the fan base look at him now that he's retired and, and, and moved on? I think at this point, almost all of Vancouver probably shares this opinion where you don't know what you got till it's gone. And so while he was here, uh, he was getting torched like during those those playoff runs where he, he, was, he was he was a bit rough in a lot of the playoff series that we lost. And really, and when you look at it in, in the grand scheme of things, he's the best goalie we've ever had. He'll go down. I, I don't know about the jersey retirement because he'll probably get retired as a Panther. Um, but in reality, he's he's the greatest goalie to ever play for us. He's one of the best players to ever play for us. The like I said, the, the whole you don't know what you got till it's gone really, really hit us when. Once the Luongo trade happened and then the Schneider trade happened and we were in goalie limbo for a while, that's when you kind of realize, like, dang, we like we didn't have to worry about that for the last eight years. Yeah. And so I would say, especially his personality, the type of guy he is, he's so funny and he's so laid back. And it really just the culmination of giving him the captaincy and the whole core and the whole window coming together all at once really didn't that kind of media didn't suit his personality because to be a captain, you kind of have to be bone dry. Like you kind of got to be the guy giving the the typical hockey answers and stuff like that. And he's just not that guy. And so when I look back at his legacy and I look back at him as a Canuck, I'm, I'm, I love him. I love him. He's one of my favorite players, favorite personalities. And I think even, I would say Canucks fans are a bit jealous. We're a bit jealous that like in the end of his career, he goes back to Florida and he kind of finishes up as a Panther. So I think when people view him, it's 50, 50, Mm-hmm. Panthers Canucks like the, the Canucks had less time but more success and more time but less success in Florida and he's kind of stayed there now. so I think that's kind of the view on him it's very interesting that's it, it's so hard to judge just for like you said he just got torched by the the fans and the media every year yeah. and, and it always seemed like when you know they were getting eliminated it was always his fault yeah it just, it just came off that way. And it just, he seemed like a really good guy. It seems like a great teammate, uh, you know, very talented player. And it's just, just, you know, life's not fair sometimes. No, it's not. This is actually, I have an interesting question for you guys. Cause I've kind of, I've kind of played with this question a little bit in my, in my sports brain. Um, like really, what do you think the role of a fan base should be? Like if, if you were, if you were a person that had to lead the brigade and let's say you were like the leader of the fans and everyone listened to you on what you were supposed to do, like, what would you say to them? Would you say you should just be blindly like positive the whole time and just be loyal? Or would you say critique them when they deserve to be critiqued? Like, I actually don't know. I would say critique when they need to be critiqued, because if you just have blind followers, it's not going to make you strive for improvements. Yeah. That's a good point. And if, you know, and I, I would agree with that. And to expand on that, you know, the, the Blackhawks are currently kind of going through the, the, that issue right now because you have, you know, they're in transition, they're, their core is getting older, you know, Duncan Keith at the end of his career, you know, Patrick Kane still playing at a very high level, but who knows for how much longer. And, you know, Stan Bowman didn't put that team together. It was, yeah. uh, he, he inherited that team, um, from Dale Talon, right? From Dale Talon. Thank you. I could yeah. not think of his name. <laughs> That's okay. I barely, and, I barely remember. And, 
he just kind of steered the ship for those mm-hmm. those six years and the wheels came off joel quenville was the first scapegoat mm-hmm. players are getting older players are getting traded because of of salary cap restrictions and now it's like everyone's going after stan and and, the, and everyone's starting to kind of look back and say, well, look, look at all the draft picks he blew. Look at all the, the bad trades he made. It's like, yeah, it's like, there's not that, really one colossal one, yeah. but there's a ton of dominoes there. And it's like, did he, I mean, yeah, he steered the ship to three Stanley cups in six years. There's nothing wrong. I mean, not, a lot of franchises would kill for any, well, for one, I mean, yeah. present company included here. But it's like you got to criticize them at some point. He's got to be held accountable because this franchise is, I mean, yeah, right now the, the young players are kind of coming along. But after 2015, I just kind of got this vibe that this was it. This is the end of this dynasty, and it's going to fall off a cliff. And it did. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because they're kind of competing a lot more than people expect this year. Like, they're, they're in the thick of things without <laughs> two of their best players, which is like – Hello to my betting account. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but it is yeah. a very interesting point. But yes, I, I would agree with Kate that like you got to <clears throat> critique where necessary, but some people just go way too far. Uh, and yeah. Take it just a little, little and that, that's where I kind of fall on it because so as a lifelong Canucks fan, that's what I am. And like you said, never having won a championship, only really had one sniff at it in my lifetime. And the way I look at it, especially we've got such a young, dynamic, awesome future that we could have. But nowadays in sports, especially the way athletes are, like there's <clears throat> there's definitely this like impatient structure around fan bases and there's this sensitive side around athletes. So how, how often do we see star players and these franchise players move on after five, six years? So I'm kind of worried about that. And so that's why I kind of have the opinion that you know, if, if you look at the most successful teams, if you look at the Blackhawks, the Bruins, they don't win every year. Like, and even the, the, the years before they win, I talk about this all the time. Like success is not linear. You don't, most of the people don't, you know, go to the first round one year, go to the second round the next year and then the third and then the cup. That's, that's not how it usually goes. Yeah. So th- this whole success is never a linear thing. Like if you were truly a logical fan of your team in the long term, at least, like if you looked at this core for your team, you said, okay, we got 10 years realistically, if they want to be here and we want to maximize as many championships as as we can really the more important part as a fan is to be with them during the losing seasons than to be there for the good seasons. Like everyone's going to be there for the good seasons. But the thing about Vancouver that drives me absolutely up the wall is that like we had a crap start to this year and literally there were people who wanted this entire team flipped on its head. And it's like, guys, this is the, this, like, this, line, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's- if thank God there were no fans in the stadium for this one, because like our team would hate the fans and it happens so easily. Like this, the one local guy we have, Jake Rutanen, who probably should be traded, but like literally this entire fan base hates him because of his performance. But like, the, I don't know. I just can't ignore the mental part of it where if you had 18,000 people cheering you on, even when you're getting like smacked around the ice, I, I think in the long run, it would help. And coaching staffs are just getting, it's like, okay, you got to win now. Got to win now. It's like, Look yeah. at the roster on some of these franchises that have been put together. They're they're terrible. Like nobody's gonna win with that. You could get Scotty Bowman in his prime. He's Wait, Scotty Pippen plays uh, hockey. Scotty Bowman. Gosh. <laughs> Good old Stan's <laughs> daddy. Yeah, Stan's dad. Stan's dad, who actually was a an amazing coach and yeah, uh, legendary. Yeah, legendary coach. But it's like 
Scotty Bowman could not, with some of these rosters, get them into the playoffs. There's just no way. And it's like, what are you going to do? Fire the guy after two years? It's like, totally. I mean, you know, you look at Joel Quenville. He brought you three cups in Chicago, and it's just like, thanks. Yeah. What do you? What have you done for me lately? Kind of yeah. thing, right? And it just, I, I think that's kind of the, you know, calling for the coach's head, calling for the GM's head. You got to be careful with that because you know these rebuilds are very precise and if you get just one thing wrong it's it's over you got to start all over again yeah and you wasted five to seven years just like that right yep so i know this isn't hockey Uh-oh. but i'm a cubs fan Uh-oh. i know dj's a cubs yeah. fan yeah. good stuff we don't win a lot yeah. <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> got the one yeah so we got one but yeah. at the same time they have an extremely loyal fan base yeah that's so that's so sweet. Yeah. Right? They get, yeah, they're, they're angry. They just still keep showing up when they're angry though. And I even like, yeah. when you look at soccer fa- or sorry, sports fans worldwide, and I kind of look at soccer fans, I'm not a huge soccer fan myself, but I look at the games and how crazy these people go, even for like the bottom tier teams, it seems when it's a home game, like those oh, are some yeah. of those rabid fan bases you'll ever run into. Yeah. And they'll, they'll hire, you know, and then they'll, they'll hire protesters. They'll march the streets with flares saying fire, you know, we got to fire our board of directors. (laughs) And then it's like game time and everybody drops what they're doing and goes running in cheers on the team because they they know it's, we're here to cheer on the players. I can hate the manager. I can hate the boardroom. I can, you know, but we're here to support the players. Yeah. And and actually that's, that's what I honestly love about soccer because it's, it's like, when we're here, we're going to be fully supportive of the team. Even if you guys stink, we're going to cheer for you. We're going to sing for you. Yeah. We'll give you crap online over the week, but we're going to be here every Saturday, every Sunday and, and cheer for you. And it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I think tell that's me, the best way. Yeah. Tell me how satisfying that was to win that championship though. Like that's, that's cooler than any Yankees fan, any Red Sox fan will ever feel. I think. It's a, you know, and you look at like the Montreal Canadians, it's like, uh, although it's yeah. been 30 years for them now. almost. Yeah. So. Canada as a whole has kind of waited its time. I think we're due. <laughs> You're way past due. I mean, Canada, yeah. 93 was the last Can- yeah, yeah, I think it's been 28 Canadian years. 93. Yeah. Was the last Stanley cup in, in Canada, which is just crazy to me. Yeah. It won't, be the, won't be the Maple Leafs. They'll never win again. <laughs> yeah, right. They're looking nice this year. At least they've made us look like a Pee Wee team at the time. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and then you have Ottawa. Yeah. They're just there. They're just, you wipe your shoes on before you go in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to do some editing. We're going to go along with this today. This is, this is, I'm enjoying this. This is awesome. Love it. So, Kate, we'll move on to question three. What is a piece of advice that you would give to a rookie podcaster? A new podcaster, fresh meat, eh? Yeah. Uh, interesting. I feel like there's tons that, well, like, don't Google it. Listen to me. I am the guru. If, you, if you're out there and you're wondering, don't even, don't use the search engine. I got you on this one. Honestly, the, the obvious ones are out there. Like, you can invest in microphones. You can invest in everything you, you could possibly do. But if you're rigid and if you're not yourself, it's not going to work. So, my advice, like if you're the person that wants to do a podcast, you most likely have a great personality to even like be brave enough to do that. So once you start hitting record, don't hold back, just let it fly. And I mean, like we, of course we live in a world of where, you know, you kind of got to watch what you say and you, and you got to be sensitive to certain groups. But I mean, if, if you're, if, if your opinion is as long as it's within the, the boundaries of an okay thing to say, like be passionate about it. That's what, that's the way I approach it too. I mean, 
and the thing I, I try to remember is a lot of people have good intentions out there no matter what they say. So as long as you're that person, let it fly. And then my other my other advice would definitely definitely be explore every avenue to get your content out there. Like I thought when I first started this, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna find a way to post my episodes to Spotify, check. And I thought I'll make an Instagram page and Twitter page done. And then now I'm now I'm exploring the world of Twitch. I'm doing all these like now there's this thing called Clubhouse. Like I kind of never wanted to become this whole social media dive into it and just be obsessed with it. But if you really want to get to the point where you can monetize your podcast or even get close to that, you got to explore those avenues. So there's definitely some work to be done there. And even places like stadium TV, like that's, that's exactly the thing I'm talking about is you got to every single chance you get to have an avenue to put your stuff out there. You got to take it and you got to find it too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you, you never know what platform where that, that big break's going to occur, where you're going to have that, that influx of, of listeners. It's just, can't hurt you know you put yourself out there it's like you know all the the beautiful thing about podcasting is all the analytics come back to one host even if you put your show out in 40 different places it's like okay my spotify specific analytics don't look good but my my host that's where it all matters if sponsors come around say hey let's see those analytics you got it yeah and that's the thing like i i'm on a network we're on a network of i think almost 40 different hockey podcasts and I look at the play numbers every month and we're actually one of the only ones that have success on Spotify. Like everyone else has varied success on other platforms like Apple podcasts and their, their home feed and stuff like that. But, and it just comes down like that's the link I always share because I know my friends, my community, people around me, the people in my, my demographic, that's what they use. So that, that's kind of the interesting thing. I try and pay attention to that stuff too. And, and that's a really good point too, because you know, with, with someone like Spotify, you know, you can reach everybody. It's like, uh, if you're just constantly advertising Apple podcasts, it's like, well, you've just alienated the, the Android people yeah. world. So, yeah. which is a huge number. So, you know, it, it's, it's definitely, if you only can advertise one, finding one like, like the Spotify or the Stitcher or, you know, somebody where that anybody can subscribe to that and listen for free. Yeah. It, it makes a huge difference for sure. Definitely. So on that note, let's uh, let's move on to where do we find your show and where do we find your social media? I know you're making. Ooh, I'm gonna guess before. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very oh. good guess. Someone's listening. Yeah. So uh, we're pretty much everywhere. We're on our home feed is on Megaphone. Um, I, I personally, whenever I'm listening to podcasts, I always use Spotify and, and sometimes Apple Podcasts. So we're definitely on those two as well. Uh, you can find us by typing in "stick in ring." It's all one word. That's the tricky part. <laughs> So it's the, the title is kind of a play on the Canucks jersey when it's the stick and ring jersey. Um, I don't and know. So yeah, put that together. I, yeah. It makes sense now. <laughs> Honestly, like we we it's a funny story. We inherited the the following of this podcast. Like when when we went to the network, they they also had a Canucks podcast, and we had just started, so we literally had no follower base, no nothing. And so we just decided to inherit theirs, and so we took the name on with it. And like the name grew on me a little bit, but I still kind of wish we had our own kind of original, more easy to understand name. Cause that's definitely, I think I'm probably run into sometimes, but either way we embrace it. We make, we make hoodies with it. So it is what it is. Um, so yeah, stick and rank all one word hockey podcast. And um, yeah, we, we put out a ton of clips and graphics and stuff like that on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, I would say I'm most active on Twitter uh, when it comes to engaging in fan bases and stuff like that. And, and including any kind of fan content in there, any questions and stuff. Um, and honestly, we're 
we're in the process of trying to get our live show set up where we can do YouTube and Twitch live as well as Twitter and stuff like that. But I'm really looking forward to this. Have you guys dived into the Twitch world at all? Like not with your podcast, just in general? We, we, we actually do. Um, we, we, we actually brought Twitch into the site about a year ago. I uh, haven't nice. done a ton with it. We actually have one guy um, who really is big on it. Uh, he was kind of our pilot and, and he plays FIFA all the time. And so you'll see on yeah. our site, FIFA, his FIFA gameplay. He actually, I, you know, I don't know, Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, the NFL, former NFL player. Yeah. He went and challenged him on Twitter saying, I want to play you for FIFA as what, that's what I want for my birthday. And Chad went back and said, yeah, let's do this. He, he goes, you want me, are you ready to get your butt kicked? And, and like, Next day, Chad got on and they played FIFA together. They he streamed it on Twitch and it ended up on our site. So it's like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's huge, man. So that's uh, that was that was some fun publicity for us. Yeah, because I'm so I'm not like in terms of video games. I'm a very generic guy. Like I, I grew up on Call of Duty and Halo and stuff like that. And I I guess I like Mario Kart, but I'm not like a, a very in depth person when it comes to gaming or even streaming of that kind. So. I started watching Twitch and getting into it the last couple of weeks. And I would say I'm a full blown addict at this point. Like, it's very weird to me that when I grab, grab a plate of dinner, I put on chess on Twitch and I love it. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not a huge chess player either. I just love watching these guys like go through their, their brain work on there. And so, yeah, it's, to, it's to the point where it's almost taking over the Netflix account, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's free. That's awesome. Yeah. So Elijah, thanks again for, for being on the show. We'll have to, invite your co-host back the next time and ask him why they don't do more for the show. Yeah. yeah we'll have to ask <laughs> him to pick up that other half of the show. That <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me guys. It was great. Actually real quick. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to start asking this to everybody. Do you listen to your own episodes after they're recorded? So obviously when I used to edit them, I always did. Um, I would almost comb through the entire thing. Um, nowadays I funny enough, I think I listen to it most when I think we had a bat, like a, a not so great episode, like, that, there's no hiding that sometimes you people just don't have it it's like any kind of performance like sometimes you just don't have it you're not funny so sometimes i'd listen back to that and to the specific parts i didn't like just to see what i thought could have gone differently and then like when i think we had one of our funniest moments because i go back and i make clips and stuff like that so that i'm usually centered around those parts and i i love it i think it's hilarious so kate this is like going to be episode like 85 or 86 i think how many of those 86 episodes have you listened to <laughs> a big old zero <laughs> it's not that i don't want to listen i'll start and then i'll be like i really hate my voice and stop yeah and, and how many how many uh wasn't it your mother who won't listen to us or <laughs> yeah my mom listens to other people but not us yeah it's like well that's not cool like number one like to get that basic foundation you've got to get your parents your siblings your cousins your, your close friends. And it's like, you don't even have your own mother. Come on. <laughs> I tried. She likes the lads better than us. Dang. Well, That's tough. Not, I can't. I mean, you might have to, you might, I don't know if this is, if this is up your guys' alley of content. We'll see. But um, when this was last Mother's Day, we brought on Josh's mom onto the podcast as a guest. And like, we got, obviously got her to tell like the childhood stories and stuff like that. But we um, also went like kind of dumb with it at points. When we, we asked his mom, like, what do you think his number is? Like how many, how many women do you think he's been with in his life? And it, was like, it was one of, that was one of the, we asked some questions like that and she was, she was so funny and cool about it. Like it was just some of the funniest content I could have thought of doing. 
Oh, yeah. So that's the kind of dynamic that Josh has. <laughs> that's what he brings to the show. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so good. I don't think we can top that. So we probably should end the show on that note. Yeah, that no neat. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. Yeah, thanks again for uh, for joining us this week. Again, the show's Stick and Rink Podcast. Get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. And check us out at stadiumscene.tv, at stadiumscene on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok, at stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And we will see you next time.